Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with Keith Myers, co-host Keith Myers. Hey, Keith. Hey, Bill. Um, so we are here today to talk about um, what was a fairly disappointing game <clears throat> for the Seahawks against Kansas City, but it wasn't all negative. There's some some positives that I think we can take away from this game, but overall, disappointing game. Seahawks go down 24-10 uh, on the road in Kansas City. Yeah, it didn't seem, obviously, you know, when I was predicting the Seahawks uh, have lost five of six even before the game, um, I was fully expecting us to lose this game. And quite frankly, it was a lot closer than I thought, at least the ability for the Seahawks to keep the score close, just keep the, keep the time of possession close, um, the ability to run uh, the ball at, at times, especially after the um, – after the half, Seattle continued to, to have that commitment, which I was happy with. And then I thought the defense kind of showed up. But honestly, Keith, I always had the feeling that at any time, if pressed, Kansas City was just able to kind of step on the gas and pull away. And they never really had to, so they didn't. Yeah, I would agree with that. Although the one thing that gave me some hope and, and, and made me really positive about the defensive performance was the number of three and outs that they forced. It wasn't that oh, they got stops because they're running the ball on third and six. And rather than, you know, doing normal Patrick Mahomes things, they were trying to run their offense and the Seahawks were getting three and outs. So that was good. That was great to see. Uh, but yeah, the offense didn't show up until the second half and they were running the ball, but Gino just could not, you know, he just couldn't get it going um, without Tyler Lockett there to help him out. It was kind of a mess. Yeah, early in the in the second quarter, the Seahawks were down 14 to zip, but for quite a bit after that, until almost all the way through the, to the fourth quarter, um, Seahawks held the Chiefs to an additional three points. They forced six turnovers or six punts, excuse me, um, and held the uh, the Chiefs to 77 yards rushing on 22 attempts. I thought was good. So yeah, the, the defense showed up. The offense is is interesting. I might. My overarching question that I wanted to talk to you about after this game was, um, where are you at with, with the whole Geno Smith thing? I, you know, we talked about, and we were sitting in October going, wow, this is Geno Smith. We've won four games in a row. Uh, this is who he is now because we have a large enough sample. Uh, we're talking about extensions and, and contracts in the offseason and what that might look like. Now it seems like we've kind of fallen back to earth. Everyone's breathing a sigh of relief that um, that we didn't extend him midseason, and it's it seems like he's a guy that can lead this team with better with better infusion of talent overall. Um, but also, if if we have a better defense and we're giving our offense more opportunities, that's also more opportunities for the offense to falter a little bit. So, what are yeah, your thoughts? It's, it's I mean. The, the thing that, that 
the one thing that's changed, his completion percentage is still pretty good. His yards per attempt is still pretty good. Um, the difference is he's turning the ball over every game now. Um, and that just, you can't do that, especially on a Pete Carroll team. Um, again, in this one, you know, they had a chance to claw their way back in it and he throws a really awful pick in the end zone. Um, that, you know, took away a good drive where, you know, Ken Walker really got it going. They got themselves down there and the whole thing was for nothing because Gina throws a, just a terrible pass in the end zone that gets picked off. And at some point, like you can't make those plays. You cannot have that. And he's been doing it game after game after game in the second half of the season. And I honestly, historically he's, he's that player. I mean, historically he'd had a, touchdown to turnover ratio that was about 50 50 and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's hard i mean i was really excited for the guy i I, and i still am i think that he's earned some sort of second chance opportunity beyond this season to start for an nfl team question is is it seattle um i still think so but i wouldn't mortgage the future with him um, I would still possibly now take a look at, at drafting a quarterback that could potentially be able to compete for that spot out of training camp and possibly take over midseason if, if things start to go sideways. Um, Seahawks have a real chance this offseason, as we've talked about several times, of improving the roster to a point where they can be a, um, pretty competitive next year. And it would be a, a shame if we went in with Gino thinking we were going to get a certain Gino and it, and it just didn't happen for whatever reason. And, and Seattle needs a backup plan better than Drew yeah. Locke. Yeah. So you look at, um, you look at, at what's going on with the draft and stuff and, and uh, Denver has quit. I mean, they got beat. They put up the, they gave up oh. 50, 51 to Baker Mayfield and the ghost of the LA Rams. Um, Six and, sacks in that game and three interceptions. Yeah. That's, um, that's rough. They, they, the entire team has just quit on the coaching staff and on Russ. And, um, and so they, the CX are going to have at worst the third pick. We need Chicago to get a win, um, so they can crawl back up, um, a spot. But, uh, with the third pick, you're going to get a quarterback. Um, it sounds a lot like the Texans are going to take Bryce Young. And so you've got a shot at, at CJ Stroud or Will Levis. And I, I think at this point, with what Gino's shown us over the last like six weeks, you got to do it. You've got to um, go ahead and pull the trigger on that. I would still re-sign him, but I would re-sign him to a one or two year deal as a bridge. Make sure that you can get out of it yeah, after a year. It's, if the it's interesting. Pops. It's real interesting, Keith. And I think this, you know, obviously it's going to require like the next three months really to kind of break down quarterbacks. And, and not just for us, but for the entire Seahawks scouting staff and front office, uh, because that's a that's a huge thing that you just kind of went into there where we don't know how the Seahawks are evaluating this quarterback class and Will Levis and Stroud and Bryce Young, et cetera, and where it makes sense to take one if you do and what the value is there. and you take a look at those top two defenders and Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, and, and that comes into the equation and dropping back for additional draft capital because there are so many different holes that the team would really like to address 
And so I'm not sure it's so clear cut as that where you you've got this opportunity, but are one of those two guys you mentioned the future that that John Schneider thinks they have in the NFL and for this team? I, I don't know. I can't answer that yet. Yeah, but the uh, the alternative question is is Gino. No. Especially from what but, we've seen oh, the last 6 weeks. No, but you take a look for example at the at the playoff quarterbacks in the AFC and the NFC. Um half of them are are not first round draft picks. Um there are other ways to get to a quarterback solution now with that and you take a look at the the year prior, Keith. You don't have to go very far to see that the quarterbacks that was potentially supposed to be one of the best quarterback classes this we have seen in like 10 years, only one or the, one of those guys has really emerged so far. I'd say there's two um, at least, but uh, because you know, I mean, if you've been paying attention, Trevor Lawrence is, is really matured into, into the guy that, that they the year, were hoping would be. That was the year before, but I, I agree with you. But my, my point, I guess is it's hard. It's a lot harder than just saying, this is the solution. We got to go spend the number three overall pick on a quarterback, and that's going to solve a problem that could potentially cause even more problems, depending well, on what wait, what wait. we surround him with. Yeah, if you're talking about last year, last year was like uh, there were no quarterbacks. There was there was one quarterback that was taken in the first round, and they he shouldn't have gone there. Year prior, um, I mean, year prior. yeah. So the year prior, so you've got um, yeah five quarterbacks taken early and. You know, Zach Wilson has looked bad and everyone else has kind of been, you know, decent. Um, even Fields, who was, is the, was kind of the last one, has really just emerged and he's on a terrible team with no talent, but he's like a bright spot for Chicago there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I don't, not every quarterback class is going to have great ones, but this quarterback class, there are three. There are three guys that look like they could be NFL quarterbacks. Um, yeah. So, and I just, you got to look at, at, um, that and go, you got the third overall pick. You've got, you're going to be able to get one of these three quarterbacks. Unless one of them has got like serious off field, like maturity, Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel kind of, um, issues. I think you got to pull the trigger on one because we, this is this, they've lost, um, five out of six and Gino has not played well in any of these games. At what point is do we admit that he is part of the problem? Yeah, he's part of the problem. Yeah, he's part of the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, but I think when you take a look at the entire roster and you take a look at the interior of the offensive line and the defensive line, we both know that those are central to the problem. Um, and so that that's an issue i agree to a certain extent but you know there's other quarterbacks in the draft as well i it's hard because you made this argument early in say september if, if i remember correctly and we were talking about the defense being so bad and at that time and and i was advocating for taking a, a pass rusher or, or something like that you said yeah those guys are going to impact the team but there's really only one position in the on the team that's as important as a quarterback, and that's a quarterback. 
and when you have the opportunity to take one, you, you do. Seattle's in a very unique situation where they've got Denver's pick. Denver looks awful. You're right. It's going to be at least top five, maybe top three, maybe number one. What do you do? You know, what do you do in that situation? Gino is definitely a placeholder. I don't think he's the future. Um, you know, would I like to have seen him play better down the stretch here? Yeah, that would have made me feel a lot better heading into this draft. Now I feel like we're back to where we were kind of prior to those four games where he kind of went off and we were thinking we could get by with Gino for three years. Now I'm not so sure. Now I'm back to we could get by with Gino for one more year. Um, and we need something in place after that. And it's the best case scenario is to have Gino and a rookie um, to where you can have some mentoring there and some training, and eventually uh, they can step in. So, wow. I mean, I mean, a huge, a huge off-season conversation for sure. I look at this and I go, well, if there's one takeaway for me, it's that, um, you know, Gino was super supportive of Drew Locke even though it was Gino's job, job everyone was, was asking him about Drew Locke. He was super supportive. He was Russell's backup and, um, you know, went into that role, prepared like a starter, did his, did his job, learned what he needed to learn uh, and all of that. He sounds like the guy, kind of guy who, you know, he was given his chance to start this year. He'll probably get a big raise for next year. Um, but to come in, be the starter, and allow a rookie to develop and then come in. Um, I think he's the kind of guy to take that and do it really well and actually help the rookie really develop. Um, he just seems like he's kind of got that maturity to him. And mm-hmm. I, I agree think with that, that. And I think that that, that kind of needs to be the path forward. Uh, I think his price tag has come way down over the last six weeks. You were talking 35 million, you know, in that no, range. Not 30, but 30. Yeah. 30. Um, well, yeah. So thirty-one is the is the franchise tag. I think we're looking more at twenty. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree. Uh, and, and I think that you can do a lot more with him being at twenty. But you sign him twenty year, twenty million on a one-year deal, and you can even make it, you know, forty million over two years. But he only gets uh, eleven of guaranteed it, or something. Whereas, yeah, eleven of it in year one, and then he gets cut after that. So. Um, or reworks the deal. So you, you know what I mean? So you, you make it work for the team and all of that and the agent. Um, you give them that those void years or whatever. And I think they can get by. Uh, but to me, the one question that I've been answered over this losing streak has been, he isn't the solution. He isn't a guy that you invest in and have him lead you to a Super Bowl. He's too I mistake th- I think that we can actually take take that argument and put it to bed. I really do. I think you're exactly right. We've answered that. That we've came into this season with a whole bunch of questions, looking for answers. Particularly, who are we going to take into the future? Who who is this team going to build around? And I think for a while there, Gino wasn't necessarily somebody you build around, but there was it was somebody you could contend with while you build the roster. And then you could take your time evaluating a quarterback or taking somebody in a later round that maybe needed some more time um, and and go that route, which would have been optimal. But here we are. Now, now the Seahawks have this pretty sizable decision to make. 
because these things, as you mentioned, don't come along very often where you're drafting so high and you're able to take a premier player. Not just quarterback, though, Keith. There's This defense is, is bad as well, and bordering on historically bad. I mean, and, and they only managed one sack and three pressures on Mahomes. Now, I, I get it. It's Kansas City. They're, they're yeah. a really good roster and so forth. But they're, That offensive line is good, and it's Mahomes. He's but amazing. The, you know, you can extrapolate that for the majority of the season. We just haven't done well. We had a stretch where we were doing well. We had 19 sacks in, in three games or something like that, and all of a sudden it's just gone away. So, um, yeah, for me, it, it, it always starts with the defense, but I get it. It's the quarterback. Um, and, and that's, that's the deal. I just don't know. It's so hard, Keith, because in the draft, you can draft one and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, the biggest draft busts in history come from the quarterback position. Yes, but they're also drafted by bad teams that are completely dysfunctional. Um, and you, you're not going to get a, okay a top pick that's that's drafted by an actually good organization that 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 flames out um it just doesn't happen um right all of, go look at all of the notoriously awful picks they are they were made by notoriously awful franchises um and that's kind of the story of it do you consider seattle a, a completely awful dysfunctional franchise i don't not under Pete Carroll, they haven't been. And, you know, with John Snyder, his ability to evaluate, I I trust this organization to make a good choice there. And that's why I'm not necessarily just, oh, let's play the odds. And, you know, you got whatever percentage of getting your quarterback. You know, if if they say that, that the guy that's available at three isn't their guy because they believe he's going to flame out, I'll trust that. Um, but at the same time, they do need an answer at the quarterback, and it's not Geno Smith. Um, the defense can you can make a massive improvement to your defense with the 14th pick and you know, two picks in the second round and a pick in the third round, and help fourth round picks, you know, can can be great at linebacker. It you can only really get quarterback high if you want them to place if you want them to play um within the first year or two. And you're not going to find them elsewhere. So you're in the position, go get them. So that, you know, the reason that I'm hesitating just a little bit is that um, that really is going against the narrative that we've built up over the, the last 10 weeks. And I'm not talking just you and I, I'm just talking in general around the team. Uh, everyone that's, you know, that's talking, you know, this is where Seattle really needs help on the defensive line, Jalen Carter's might as well put his name on the card right now and run it up to the podium. Um, so what you're saying is just a rethink of the entire strategy, at least to me, because I really haven't thought about the quarterback position at, at number three yet, even though Gino's been struggling. And now what you're saying is, well, well, I definitely have, and I'm I'm thinking this is the way the franchise needs to go. And and I'm I'm open to that. I really am. I would just be hesitant. Jalen, Jalen Carter in the middle of that defense would be awesome. But Jalen Carter in the middle of that defense is not going to make this a Super Bowl team. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They offer same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, and player prop options. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Because you're not neither will a quarterback in the first year or two. I don't know. Russell made the Seahawks a Super Bowl caliber team his first year. The pass rush just disappeared in the playoffs. Um, And they gave up a lead with 32 seconds left to Atlanta. Um, And the second year they won it. So I'm, I'm, if you build the roster, I'm not, I, I, I don't believe that. I just think that, that, you are not a Super Bowl contender unless you've got the guy at quarterback. Um, the Rams figured that out. That's why they they made the move that they did. Um, the 49ers figured that out. That's why they've tried multiple different ways to get an, a quarterback. Um, at some point, you don't want to be in that quarterback purgatory spot where you if, have if a I great to... roster but can't can't get there because you 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 have to have a quarterback in the sleep. If I was to ask you in uh, mid-October when we were in the middle of our, our run, uh, if Geno Smith could be good enough to take us into the playoffs and, and get us to a Super Bowl, um, what would you have said? I would have said, yeah, because he, he was playing at that level. And now I, like, I ask you the same question. What do you say? No. If if we surround him with a better roster. You can't sur- you're not going to surround him with a more talented offense. You've got. I mean, DK. the interior of our offensive line is crap. That's, True, you know. but offensive lines across the league are awful. Um, but he's got three really good tight ends. He's got two of the top twenty receivers in the NFL. Um, you know, he's got a dynamic athlete at running back who can just take over games. Um, they've given him a lot to work with. The offensive roster has is in great shape, um, and they're losing games in part because he's turning the ball over a lot. Now the defense is bad, um, and they but they can fix the defense with the other picks. You can't fix quarterback unless you take one early. Unless you just luck out. Yeah, because you, I mean you can um, you can go through and and you know do the the Mike Holmgren approach and take a quarterback in the fourth to seventh round every year and hope that one of them eventually um, is good enough um, and develops enough. But the CX aren't in a position to do that. They've been in that position mm-hmm. for years under Russ, but they didn't do yes. it. Um, and they're, now they're in, in this position. But I equate this back to um, the Colts. You know, Peyton Manning hurts his neck, have to, has to have neck surgery. He misses a year. 
And suddenly this team that is a perennial Super Bowl contender is picking first in the draft. And they went out and got Andrew Luck. Um, and it allowed that franchise to look forward for another 10 years. Now, um, Luck ended up, he was good when he was playing, but he ended up injury prone and then eventually called it quits early because he just got tired of being injured. Um, but he was still a franchise quarterback in terms of talent. So, um, they had that situation. They had the situation the Seahawks are in now. They're a good team with a really high pick. I think you pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I, I can see that. I can, and I would be on board with that for sure. I would also be on board with the idea that you'd mentioned earlier, if they decide they don't like a quarterback that early uh, would rather drop back a little bit. Maybe Will Levis is there at 10 or something. Um, I can Maybe. see that happening as well. Or if they, if they really like a guy like Michael Penix Jr. And he's available, um, you know, in, I think he's got a third round grade. So you probably have to take he's him. Your second. This year. He went, he's, he's declared he's going oh, he did, he's declared he's going back. See that, yeah. <clears throat> that hurts because him, uh, Bo Nix is going back. There's a couple other guys um, mm-hmm. that are that are returning to to college, and now you've really taken that middle, you know, that second tier of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and you've just decimated it. Yeah, you've um, got the Herndon so, from Tennessee, who's has the ACL, and Richardson, who who's, not everyone is sold on uh, that he's a, even an not, NFL quality prospect. I am, yeah, he is not. He is not an NFL thrower. He is. Um, his ceiling is Jalen Hurts two years ago. I disagree. He doesn't throw the ball. And when he does, he very rarely hits his target. He's just well, a, he's really got good a beautiful athlete. He's got a beautiful ball. I mean, throw any NFL ball. He just yes. needs fundamentally he, sound. Yeah, he just needs and so forth. He just needs to completely rework his entire mechanics. I don't know. I mean, go look at his throws. I mean, they they look fantastic. I don't know that the mechanic issue is the problem. I think it's his feet. But um, and I, he he, he, he needs a little like bit of fifty three percent of his passes. That offense needs help around him. He doesn't have it, but and he doesn't have a great coach, quarterback coach. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And and Will Levis is on I a trash you, on a trash team with. Tra- Will Levis is on a trash team with trash um, talent around true, him. True, and look true. at his stats. He's, He's been, much better, more equipped, and NFL ready than Richardson is. But who's going to have a better career? I don't know yet. Richardson's probably um, uh, who's the guy in uh, the Saints? They're like gadget player slash quarterback. Really, um, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. I think that's 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 how Richardson is. Oh my goodness, Keith! We'll have a conversation. Well, th- this will be <laughs> great because I think this is one of those situations where I think I'm going to be able to move you from uh, a fourth round grade on Richardson to a first round grade by the time April first rolls around. That's my that's my goal. 
and I think I'm going to be able to move you from saying that this guy's a first round quarterback to recognizing that he is, if he's a first round quarterback, he's going to be an absolute Dan McGuire style bust. Interesting. Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. So back to the Seahawks. Um, so here we are. This is kind of a post-game discussion, but obviously we're just kind of ranting. Um, <laughs> Seahawks still have this weird opportunity at 7 and 8 of, of possibly getting into the playoffs. Now they're in a situation now where they need a little bit of help. Detroit, Green Bay uh, are, are sitting there um, as they well. They got some help. They got a bunch of help this week. They got a little um, bit of help, but I, Green Bay kind of came back into Washington. this conversation, and they have the easier schedule i think they play minnesota at minnesota or minnesota at green bay but and then their last game but we need a little bit of help washington lost the giants lost and detroit lost so um yeah seattle losing all of those things helped green bay out it gets green green bay back in the but the giants are at indianapolis washington is at home against cleveland those those are two wins right there on those two teams i don't know yeah and so i think that you know the giants have the inside track to me and the seahawks could win two games and still not make it Mm -hmm. they need some help um so washington and the giants and detroit and green bay would all have to lose in order for me to be comfortable that seattle would have a shot if any of those teams win next this next week it's it's really hard for Seattle, um, even if they were to beat the, the the Jets, they would have to have a lot going on to to get in after that. And if they lose one of these two games, I think Seattle's done. They're out. Oh yeah, they are. Um, yeah. Um, do you think Tampa makes the playoffs with a with a losing record? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to win the division. They're going to win the division with probably eight wins, eight and ten. Eight and nine, or eight and nine. Um, yeah. uh, it'll be it'll yeah. it, honestly it'll be eight and ten because <laughs> they're not beating anyone of the playoffs. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they they probably do. I mean, there's really nobody else there. They're the fourth seed in the NFC. You know, <laughs> oh, it's God. similar to what Seattle did when they went seven and nine. Yeah, it is exactly the same as what Seattle did. They went seven and nine. They were the least bad team in a really bad division. Although Seattle went on, you know, since they were hosting, um, beat yeah, Beastquake game, beat the defending champions. Um, God, that game was fun. So let's talk about the Seattle team again. So, you know, here's the here's the overarching deal. We just don't have enough talent. You mentioned, you know. Gino's surrounded with this roster. I agree to a certain extent, but man, does offensive center and offensive guard really matter in the NFL? Yeah, it, it apparently does because that's really where the holes are on the offense. And I think it does hold the offense back. Now, granted, um, Ken Walker, uh, the third was able to run the ball pretty, pretty nicely, especially in the second half against Kansas city. But I'll argue again, the Kansas city really wasn't there to, 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 play Seattle very difficult. They just wanted to get the win and it was pretty easy for them to be completely honest. Well, I I mean, the offense worked in the second half 
because Ken Walker was running the ball well. I totally agree. Um, when Ken Walker isn't running the ball well, the offense doesn't work at all. And that's what we've seen for the last few weeks because Gino can't carry the team. Mm. And not every uh, week he can. Yeah. And, and so you, you know, he just isn't. And when they, even though they were running the ball and the offense was working and it started to really click because, you know, Ken Walker was going, what happened? Can I stop you for a Inter- second? Interception in the end zone. Can I stop you? Sure. Like, how familiar does this conversation sound to you over the last five years? No, like, so the we difference... talked about Russell Wilson carrying the team. The difference yeah, but... was Russell Wilson could carry the team. Yes. But, now, that again, Russ... but, the, yeah. the, but we've had these same issues for year in, year out now for a long time. Yeah, we've had this, these same issues year in, year out. And the, the Seahawks have notoriously had one of the worst offensive lines in football year in and year out because they didn't invest in, in the position. But this year they finally did. And yes. they got him a couple of tackles that Correct. can really play. Now, granted, one still, of them dropped off quite a bit. But, in fact, but yeah, I they saw need... Gabe Jackson just get abused in this game. Yeah. More Gabe Jackson one. struggled. Blythe has been Blythe genuinely not too. good. Yeah. Um, they they need they need to upgrade those two spots, um, and I. But at the same time, you should be able to run the ball to the left side, right? You would think Lewis has it, not been playing as well either. I mean, let's just be honest. Our interior of the offensive line is is either NFL middling or worse. Yeah, I mean, Lewis has been the best of the three, and he's been below average. I'd love to see him move back over to the right side and get a left guard. That's, yeah. I think he's just more suited over on the right. Uh, I and I he was he played better there, so you will you know why not just go do it? But overall, you should still be able to run the ball to the left because you know it's the right guard, the center. Um, that's where you're 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 hurting the most. You should mm-hmm. be able to run the ball to the left. And they still can't do that. Why? Consistently. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that you, they, they need some help in the interior, but the offense isn't a long way away. Talent wise. If you think Gino is a capable quarterback, then they're what a center and maybe a guard. Yes. Yeah. I think that we could make the playoffs and and do some work in the playoffs with the existing offense plus a center and guard, I yeah, absolutely. I think that would help. Obviously, we need a complete revamp on the defense. I think there's yeah. two, maybe three players that you can carry forward in this defense, and you really need to go out and get seven, six, seven new starters in free agency and the draft to, yeah. to completely rebuild this defense. Now, I don't necessarily know if the scheme is great yet because – the players are so bad. The talent is so bad. I haven't seen the scheme work the way it's supposed to yet. So I have to reserve. It's kind of like the offense last year. The offense was so bad. We thought Shane Waldron should be exit. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I and I don't agree that Clint Hurts should be over after one year of having this this talent deficit that we have. Um, I think that we do need a complete revamp on the defensive line. You know, a couple linebackers. Maybe a strong safety come in and and possibly replace Quandre Diggs at free safety in the starting position. We're ta- I'm talking five, six 
defensive starters, I think, that this team needs. That's why I'm hesitant in this draft scenario you're talking about where we take a quarterback at three overall. I just don't know that we're that close, you know, as a team, as a roster. To, okay, to it, get a if, you, like that. if you don't and you take, um, you know, Carter at three and you, you know, get a cornerback um, at 14 and then you take a, um, a middle linebacker and a defensive end in the second round and you rebuild the defense and next year you're good and you get into the playoffs, maybe win a game in the playoffs, but you're not a Super Bowl contender. You will never have another opportunity. Do you think Gino is less, uh, less um, of a quarterback than Jared Goff? I think he's similar in a quarterback to Jared Goff. I, I, with a little bit extra. There's just a little I, bit maybe. extra there with Gino. But what I'm saying maybe, is I think got, Gino also with got, a really good defense weapons. Could, could do it. Jared Goff could get them there, but then looked couldn't win it. Jimmy Garoppolo could get, or yeah, could get them there, but couldn't win it. Um, Gino Smith, Gino Smith could probably get them there, but one of these bad turnovers that he's had every week for the last six weeks. My um, my point though is going to be is going to be could we could we get a quarterback later? Say it's Herndon from Tennessee or Richardson mold them for a year Gino's the quarterback we get close we're not quite there and and then the following year we're ready uh as a as a roster to build around a, a second year quarterback so the team that i would emulate in terms of how to make this work is kansas city the team we just played because they had a good roster they had a good quarterback not a great quarterback, but a good quarterback at Alex Smith. They could make, they made um, runs into the playoffs. They still took Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes went what? Mid first round? Yeah, it was like 14th. So if, if somebody like Will Levis came down and, and fell to us with our second pick in the first round, I, I think that would be fantastic to me. That makes a ton of sense. I'm just not so sold. I'm not sold yet on picking so high with a, with a quarterback. And until I get the evaluation process done in our offseason together where we go through the quarterback class and we kind of know um, if a C.J. Stroud or even Bryce Young, as small as he is, would be the, the greatest fit or Will Levis, um, that remains to be seen to me. But because it's such a huge decision, that decision to take a quarterback at three and have them sit when you have immediate needs and, and need impact right away, that's a really hard thing to do as a franchise. It might be the best um, option and the, and the optimal situation, but I have to get there and I'm not there yet. You've got multiple first round picks. It's easier. Because if, it's they, true. Didn't have, it's if true. they didn't have that pick at 14 right now, um, and it was just three, man, that's that's so much harder. Because you've got to rebuild that defense. The defense is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yeah, but as you've seen, at least in initial mocks, the value at 14 for defensive players is not great. Yeah. 
Um, we'll see. Exactly. I mean, it, it, of these things change. Um, exactly. I just, that's, I'm just saying this, 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 having the second pick there makes that makes it, it makes this process easier. Um, Cause yeah, if they only had Denver's pick at three, it makes take you, that makes taking a quarterback real hard because your defense needs so much work that, and a Jalen Carter sitting there for you to take uh, and you could do it. Um, that's my, this is, I honestly, I'll just be completely honest and it, it might be irrational, but that's my worst fear is you know, a guy like Jalen Carter could be game record defensive tackle that I've literally wanted on this team since who knows when. And and we take a quarterback, it, it reminds me of this whole Creed Humphrey, Dwayne Eskridge situation in a, in a way. It's like Creed Humphrey's there. He's the sure thing. He looks like a perennial pro, pro bowler, and he hasn't even played it down in the NFL. We pass on him. We draft Eskridge. Eskridge comes onto the roster. It, it, it's a playmaker. It's, a you know, and it, it didn't work. And that's my fear. Jalen Carter goes on to have perennial Pro Bowler, uh, Pro Bowls, and we draft a quarterback that that plays marginal at best. It's it's so hard to evaluate quarterbacks that are going to actually work in the NFL. Yeah, but then look at other really top defensive players. Um, Clowney was, you know, oh, I know. This, the 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 most anticipated um, uh, defensive and like in a decade and he's bounced around the league because teams are realizing he's not worth it. You, he doesn't move the needle in terms of wins and losses, right? And Dominican Sue was amazing for the lions. How many games did that win them? Not a lot, right? Um, you've got these really good players on defense that don't, Result in wins and losses, right? Um, now you put a quarterback in there so they the offense does something, you give them a little bit more talent around them, and then they you know blow up and, and are amazing, but yeah, um, because that's what happened in LA, right? Uh, I mean, you roll the dice at the quarterback position and you hit, you, you're rolling for 10 years, mm-hmm. but if you miss, you, you miss. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things where I I agree I'm I'm getting closer to you because because of the um, the lack of of draft capital on a on a yearly basis, and this is the the moment where we've got the most draft capital and a need at court at the quarterback position. It could be the year that we draft a quarterback high, and even though we have a really premier need on the defensive side of the ball. Um, maybe they just try to address that as best as they can. Maybe it's that 14th pick overall. Maybe it's in the second round or whatever. And maybe it's in free agency. Um, but you can't really address those things outside of that that early pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. It's like getting a franchise left tackle. Franchise left tackles, they're never on the market. And you can't you typically cannot get one outside of the top 15 um that's why when seattle was there and they were picking nine they knew what they needed to do they needed to get to grab one um and so they did now they kind of lucked into the fact that a right tackle of equal talent 
was there in the third, but um, left tackles, they're just impossible to, to get unless you're drafting high. Quarterbacks are the same way. All right, so uh, let's wrap this thing up. What's What are we doing on our next show? Are we going to do some detective work and come back with uh, why the offense failed so much in this, in this yeah, last just, five out of the six games? It's been so good. It was so good at the beginning of the year. We could trust that the, this game, they were going to score 30 points. This was a 30-point-a-game offense that just moved the ball. Um, teams had to stop them. It was a question of, our defense, you know, get enough stops to, um, you know, allow us to win the game. But the defense was questioned. The last few games, it's, you know, there was a point where the Seahawks going to get within three points against Kansas City. And Kansas City is not a great defensive team. Mm. They're a good offensive team and an average defensive team. And they dominated Seattle for the first half. So I really think a... um a more in-depth dive into what's gone on, what what changed um, for this offense to go from one of the best in the NFL to one of the worst, you know, in the midseason. Yeah, crazy. All right, let's get out of here. Come back with that show. We'll also come back uh, even later in the week with our third show with a preview of the Jets visiting the Seattle Seahawks. I think that's, that's a New Year's game, right? New Year's yes, it is. Uh, day game. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Uh, you can find Keith on Twitter at MyersNFL. You can find me at NWCHawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. SeahawksPlaybook.com is the website. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. That subscribe button. So until next time, go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.